Hello, my name is Vicky Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. In the years since the global crisis of 2008, the economics profession has been in turmoil. The old consensus has proven to be inefficient in the face of the biggest crisis since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Many have written about the mistakes that were made, but also about the challenges and the reform needed to sustain the global economic system. One of these voices is Martin Wolf. In the recently published Occupy Handbook, the Financial Times columnist explains what he sees as the biggest challenges to the current economic system. But first, he began by telling me about the current macroeconomic instability. One of the biggest issues, really for centuries, but certainly over the last uh, 80 years or so in economics has been stabilizing the economy itself. How do you stabilize the economy? That was the huge issue in the 30s. It became an issue, a huge issue again in the 70s. And economists have given a number of answers to that. Now, this recent experience, I think, has underlined the thesis that there are inher- deep inherent instabilities in a market economy with an open, unregulated financial system. So the experience has, at the level of straight uh, macroeconomic policy, made it very clear that that we need a very full weaponry of stabilization policy. After the crisis, that obviously has meant quite extraordinary monetary policy actions, quantitative easing and so forth, but I think it's absolutely clear to my mind that in circumstances like this, one needs to use fiscal policy as well very aggressively. In addition to that, the role of the financial sector and its inherent fragility is crucial, and that operates at both the macroeconomic and the microeconomic levels. Uh, Without a more stable uh, financial system, it's basically, I think, impossible to achieve a greater stability in the economy as a whole. The consensus that was reached in the last 20 years or so, that you just let monetary policy stabilize inflation, you didn't ever need to use fiscal policy at all, has turned out to be really quite profoundly false. Finance is an essential part of market economy but it is managed by people and therefore people make a mistake. So it will actually need some fixing. What kind of policies would you advocate for its fixing? Most economists look at these questions in terms of incentives. And when something goes wrong, they immediately say this is because of perverse incentives of some kind. Now, there's no doubt that in the case of our financial sector, there are extremely perverse incentives. They come from the role of limited liability companies with very, very high leverage and with management rewarded for raising returns on equity, which they can achieve by taking risks and by, among other things, by leveraging their banks, their financial institutions, to an extraordinary degree. So these incentives all have to be dealt with. But in addition to that, I became convinced that quite simply in these sorts of bubbles we've seen, people make mistakes. Human beings are enormously influenced by recent experience. They're influenced by herd movement. They they all convince themselves that everything's fine. That means that you actually need a policies. It's very difficult to do because the regulators get captured too, but you do need policies that lean against the the wind of conventional opinion at any particular moment. And that's, I think, what good macroprudential policy is about. Now, beyond this, there's a big issue I haven't touched, which is that the system is global. It's very highly globally integrated. It's become very, very difficult for regulators to control. I believe that this is actually an area where we're going to have to de-globalize finance in some ways. 
two issues that really have come at the forefront in the past year or so are those of inequality and unemployment. It has come for us in the form of data and also as the prime concern of people. So what could be done to address them? Well, I, I focus in this discussion on inequality. Uh, in the case on the unemployment issue, I think the core issue now is inadequate aggregate demand. Macroeconomic response to the crisis has been inadequate in many countries, um, including the US, the UK, many uh, others. Um, the inequality issue is a structural one. I think what's happened is partly for profound economic reasons to do with uh, uh, the changes in the demand for skills in uh, globalization, but also because of institutional changes which have shifted the balance in, f uh, of, uh, in favor of management in a profound way and shareholders in the corporate sector. We've seen enormous increases in, in inequality. Now, I think this is proving politically as well as socially destabilizing. Um, and in an ideal world, again, this may be very naive, something has to be done about it. We have to look at the institutions of corporate governance. We have to look at the way the labor market is regulated. I think that's a relatively small issue. We have to, to start thinking about tax policy as being a, me a mechanism for redistribution. Uh, I think it's particularly important that there be massive assistance given to, as it were, the children of the poor. We want to prevent this sort of generation after generation of disadvantage and being inherited, creating a permanent underclass, as it were, a permanent class of very poor people. Th this obviously is incredibly ambitious, but I think in a number of developed countries, I think the US is a prime example, but also my own, the UK, the concern that we are creating a highly stratified society is very profound, and I think it's ultimately incompatible with the survival of what I think of as a working democracy. So, in the face of all these challenges, do you have any hopes, or does it look incredibly dangerous? I, I honestly, I am pretty depressed. I'm mainly depressed about the political responses. The agenda I put forward is what I think of as a as an intelligent centrist response. Now, some of these things are happening to a limited degree, re-regulation of finance to some degree, things like that. But politicians have been extraordinarily timid, and the agenda has changed, in my view, in terms of running uh, corporate governance, running the financial sector, surprisingly little, given the scale of the crisis. I don't know whether that's because the power distribution has just got completely out of whack, or whether it's because actually the technocrats did a reasonable job of preventing a total depression, which I think was the risk. So people now think that wasn't a terribly important event at all, so they don't think big changes are needed. But what I'm disappointed by is the level of political discussion uh, what is coming forward where there is complaints, as in France, uh, is incredibly naive and simple-minded, I think. And in a number of countries, there's really no intelligent debate about these issues at all. If we can't address problems when they're obviously in front of us, then, of course, one fails. That's how states and societies fail. This was Martin Wolf, columnist for the Financial Times and contributor to the Occupy Handbook on the topics of reform to the current economic system. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.imf.org slash podcasts.